I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallerati. I'm joined by Francis Ellis. How are you, Francis? I'm good. You came in on top on the top register there. It's top register. <laughs> no, I tell you what I want. Whatever. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Spice World. Did you watch Spice World? No, I don't think I did. I oh, love the Spice Girls. Man, though. dude, that was the time to be alive. But I remember I really loved to become one. I don't know what that is. I need some love like I never needed love before. That's Spice Girls? I'm going to make love to you, baby. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Nice. Okay. Good. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Music. Love that. (laughs) So, dude, I remember a time where, like, sneezes were funny, and now we're in a time where, like, sneezes are terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, sneezing in public is, like, really stressful and shitty. Like, there's a. do you have sneezes of people you know that have stood out to you in your life? Yes. Yes. In what capacity? Well, I think that anyone who sneezes more than twice in in succession uh is just being indulgent dude <laughs> there's people i feel bad for the people who do the like <gasps> yeah it's disgusting go go somewhere else sort out your <laughs> mutation go go under a you know a closet somewhere if you're gonna be that you know explosive <laughs> so i have two memorable ones that aren't like offensive like that i know some people with those too but my friend's mom growing up i'll never forget this she would go <gasps> a chew no a chew dude, it was just like that it was insane i was almost like did they like because a chew is like how you write a sneeze out yeah. i was like is this where the prototype came from like this lady a chew a chew is the onomatopoeia of yes, sneezing correct correct it's the yes cartoon depiction of a sneeze it's true dude, I, it blew my mind i'll never forget it and i haven't you know this is my childhood friend's mom no way it was debbie huh um, so there's that and then one of my friend's ex-girlfriends would had the most preposterous scene she would go <gasps> dude and every time she sneezed everybody around her would start dying of laughing all right here's a question would you rather have a totally out of control sneeze that renders you ridiculous and silly that people laugh at you for or have the same thing for your orgasms oh wow that's wild i i don't mind the embar- like the funny sneeze over i don't want to be an embarrassing like oh i'm going <laughs> to that's similar, so isn't embarrassing it? yeah <laughs> That is interesting, though. You're right. Like, the cum reaction can really sometimes be... <laughs> have you crazy. seen... <laughs> have you seen uh, MacGruber? No, I never have. What is... Oh, my God. What does he say when he's going to come? He's like... He says something that's so funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but I, I would rather probably have the sneeze. Although, it's funny because this... Yeah, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to oh, shoot. Sh- I'm going to shoot. Shoot is funny as fuck. That's insane. That's really fucking funny. I don't know, man. I think I'd rather have... Yeah, I think I'd rather have the funny sneeze than a super embarrassing... Although, you know, you have a really embarrassing orgasm face and sound. You can limit the number of sexual partners you have such that that be- stays intimate to you. That's Whereas true. You can't stop people from seeing how you sneeze. That's true. Yeah. That is true. And it's just for one person. Totally. But nobody really cares, you know? <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. Like, I think a really crazy thing to do the first time you kiss someone, like the first time you share a nice kiss with a girl you're going out with, whatever, is to straight up mean mug it after the kiss is over. Is a crazy move. Like, don't smile. Because usually when you kiss, at, like you kiss, like you, you, you kiss and it's done, you go, <laughs> and you touch noses and foreheads and have a nice moment. Yeah, you, but say, you, do- you say something like, yum. Yeah. You were such a good kisser. Yum. I Let's knew you'd do be that a good kisser. Again. <laughs> yeah, there's some like cringe dialogue. Ugh. But dude, if you just straight up mean mug it, it's the craziest fucking move. You kiss and then you just do this. Yeah, what what are you what are you doing that for? <laughs> I don't know, to be tough. <laughs> to show her that you are stronger or <laughs> like the unspoken dialogue of that face is Yeah. <laughs> 
Lordy. I don't Lord know, that Julio. I have a friend. I, I guess <laughs> he's a he's a peripheral friend, but he's a friend <laughs> who, whenever he is sleeping with a girl for the first time, he will not allow himself to have an orgasm because Why? he thinks that that gives them too much power. That's crazy. It's just so it's so ridiculous that I can't even square it with my understanding of society. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> He's just dating the hardest girls to pin down. He withholds that validation from them. It's crazy. And uh, because it, apparently then it makes them want to come back more and like try again. And it, it's like, dude, you are a fucking horrible person. <laughs> You're just but, a bad person. But that also like runs its course. Like what's the end game with that? Just you never come whatever with your girlfriend. Come on. No, I don't think these are girlfriends. I think I think uh, it's his way of like having repeat customers. Or gotcha, something. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, interesting. But honestly, I think it's like hard to stop when that happens. There's this like letdown moment of let's take a break. Like when you haven't like that kind of yeah. That's like not that's not fun for anyone. Not fun at all. You know, just get it done, man. Having said that, if I were the <laughs> curator or the uh, the on-site ticket puncher for Old Faithful in Yellowstone <laughs> National Park, and a family came in one day to see Old Faithful, and it didn't erupt that day for whatever reason, I'm pretty confident that family's coming back the next day. That's true. Or they might their vacation might also be over. You'd be like, sorry, folks, Old Faithful didn't shoot today. Yeah, but if you come back tomorrow, you give a half off, you know, like they're coming back. They're spending another night. They drove all this way to right. see the geyser and now it didn't go off for some reason. They're going to come back. That's true. I don't think that his logic is necessarily flawed. I do think he is a sociopath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not going to do that much. Maybe they'll come back to a couple more times. Like hopefully if he did finish, they would still come back. Yeah. Unless he's the one with the weird orgasm face. Right. He's just not telling you everything. Right. Also, he's just giving himself blue balls. Like, that's not Hurts. fun. That's true. It can Hurts. be painful. Yeah. It can be painful. Okay. Right. Julia, do we have any reader submissions? Yes. We have a funny DM that we got today from just a poor soldier out here trying to get it done. Nice. Just swinging and missing. Oh, and, no. you know, this one goes out to all of you who are out there shooting your best shot and swinging and missing hard. Sure. So here we go. Hi, Julia and Francis. I have a DM story for you. One day I followed a random attractive, uh, sorry, one day a random attractive girl followed me. So of course I followed her back. Pretty standard. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to slide in her DMs, but lacked the confidence to do it. Months pass. And finally, yesterday, I woke up feeling motivated and decided that today was the day. Mm. I looked at her profile and realized she hasn't posted in a while. So I looked her name up on Instagram and found that she, was, uh, that she has another account. I sent a follow request, which was accepted immediately followed by a request to follow me. Everything was paused until I found the right DM to send her. I listened to an episode of yours and decided to take Allie Colbert's advice and set it up like a story. I DM'd her saying I noticed she, was a, she has a stunning smile and we have the same type of dog. Hmm. Then explained the fact that I almost DM'd the other account but found this one. She responds immediately saying her old account was probably hacked, followed by saying that the other day she had her dog put down. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Damn. He goes, this is by far the worst response I've ever received. It's pretty bad. Well, okay. I First of all, it's such a, a catastrophic swing and miss that it's almost something to build upon. I would agree. It's a great, how did you guys meet? It is. <laughs> Women love her to recount dog. the time that the guy they're now with failed so miserably that it was almost endearing. Yeah. My advice to this guy is to double down. Absolutely. Try because, to find other pets of hers yeah. that have passed away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ask them how they're doing. Absolutely. Find more grief that's pretty to seize upon in her life. Dude, that's great. I mean, she also like needs to be more understanding. Like she like I don't know if she was like she was cool about it or not, but she's like, this girl's just following this guy from multiple accounts and it's like, 
I put him down, you dick. Yeah. You know, hopefully she'll make it easier for you to bounce back from that one. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that if she did respond, she wasn't doing it from a you should have known better point of view. Totally. You hope, I think you still I think you're in a good position here. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah. It's a swing and a miss, but you're in a good position. Like I got into a fight with my girlfriend on our first date. Right. And we love talking about it. Mm -hmm. I also slid into her DMs and was swinging and missing hard left and right. And at the time thought I was crushing it. And we love to talk about that too. So sometimes, you know, a dishonorable, like shitty situation will end up working for you later on. Yes. Yes. You know? There's no easy way in. Yes. Oh, you know, it, it shouldn't be easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Love you, that. You had another funny thing that you had mentioned. Oh, another another submission. Not yet, but it wasn't. You said you read something on like Reddit or something. Oh well, we we did the um we did the call her daddy Reddit yeah, thing on uh, on on Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode, and I have another one. Love it. That I actually wrote about. Uh, this one's shorter. I've just been spending time in the call her daddy that is superbly uh popular, the supremely popular podcast about women's dating and stuff like that. Um, and this is another one of tips and advice. The title is, should I call him out? Hey, daddies, I really need your opinion on what to do with my boyfriend. We've been together for three years now and we have a healthy relationship. Starting to see a bit of a theme here. Yeah. They always start yeah. by saying how good things are. For like a short period. We'll too. be Two the judge years. of that. Two or three years is a pivotal, like time in a young person's relationship sure too. is from the beginning i have made it clear that i do not care if he watches porn but paying for it crosses a line for me <laughs> what an interesting thing to lay down as a that's a very clear rule yeah it seems pretty arbitrary to me. yeah i have noticed that recently his dick is not as hard as it normally is during sex and it turns me off so much wow. like to the point where I have almost told him that I want to stop in the middle of the sex. It's impacting our sex for me. I had a gut feeling that for some reason he was paying for Pornhub Premium or something like that. I'm not proud of this, but I did look through his bank statement on his phone one day. I found a $9.99 charge from ProBiller.com and a $7.99 charge from the same website again about a month later. I know that is from Pornhub Premium. And Model Hub. I also know that his favorite porn star is on Model Hub and sells videos for those same prices. Should I bring it up? I have waited a little bit, but it bothers me because it's impacting our sex in my eyes and he can spend money on porn. But whenever we go do something, we always pay separately because he talks about how he is tight with money because of his school payments and other bills. I literally can't remember the last time he even bothered to pay for me when we do anything. It just bothers me mm. that he can't pick up my Chipotle bill oh my God. but can spend money on porn. This is fair. I also pay for his food sometimes just to be nice, but he never returns the favor. I also have big school payments and other bills, but I make the effort to still pay for him? Question mark. I need opinions on what to do. Should I confront him? Question mark. I Should I wait another month and see if he pays for another video? Should I not say anything at all? Let me know. Damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, man. I think, you Dude, know, I think that's fair. It's first of all, it's way more than fair. Yeah. Do you know how much porn is free? All of it. All the porn is free. All the porn. If porn were like uh, some tangible thing that you could lay down, it would be one of those like stupid brain teaser questions where if you laid down every porn video, how many times would it wrap around the earth? It's 400 times. 100%. End to end porn tapes would go around the earth dozens and dozens yeah. and dozens of times. There is so much porn. You could watch porn for the rest of your life, one day after another, never stopping, never ceasing, not sleeping, and you would never stumble upon the same video twice. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There's so much porn. You don't, he, this guy doesn't need to be paying for porn. But the yeah, fact that he's paying for porn is, in and of itself, troubling to me. Agreed, but I think it's even more troubling. It's one thing if he's paying seven bucks a month, but like to be complaining about money to the degree where you can't pick up an $8.71 Chipotle bowl for your girlfriend... <laughs> That's pathetic, dude. 
You'd rather pay seven ninety nine for Model Hub and you're not paying for your girlfriend's fucking chicken over rice? Come on. I just love the idea that there's a moment in his month where he's like at Chipotle and he's looking at the menu and he's like, uh, well, it's either extra guac or jerking off to my favorite porns, you know, having an intimate chat session with Lena Rhodes or somebody. I know, dude. And the only thing softer than that tender chicken is his fucking limp dick <laughs> when he's jamming it in his girlfriend. Dude, that's so sad. You, this girl's got to dump this guy. She really does. If, ladies, if you're at the point where you are on top of your guy and, and he's not even inside of you, but you're just using his penis as like a mashed potato marble sack to ride and grind upon to get yourself off, uh, and then you're going to his bank statements and finding these like thinly camouflaged, you know, <laughs> names of charges for what you're what he's paying for. Ugh. Totally. But, but to her credit, man, the fact that she knows like who his favorite porn star is, what the names of these accounts yeah, are. Because it's always like kind of like you said, you said it perfectly. Not really that well disguised. However she's you said that. almost in the porn game herself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my girlfriend has a general sense of the role that porn plays in my life. Yeah, She understands it as porn though that is it that's the broad blanket term she wouldn't know my favorite porn stars she wouldn't even necessarily know what type of porn i like to watch uh so she knows that like when i go on the road and i'm in a hotel she probably assumes that i jerk off a couple times but you know she's not worried that like i'm not gonna make rent this month because of my subscriptions to pornhub premium i know i know and dude that's so true and also it's funny too, like this, who the fuck has access to their two year in boyfriend's bank account? I know. Like, that's crazy. A lot of red flags. Like this maybe, story. maybe this guy hasn't switched to paperless <laughs> and he's getting his fucking statement in the mail or something. But dude, like why? Like, I think at the end of the day, doing this sort of frivolous due diligence always creates a negative situation. Sure does. There's no need to be like combing through all this shit. I get it. Like if there's cause for concern and there's no communication and. Your boyfriend's dicks all soft. Like all the things that she found are like way more incriminating than some other things that I've heard Mm -hmm. as far as like it's affecting. There's like a direct effect. Yeah. Like he, he would be, he'd have 18 bucks left over to buy her a fucking fancy spicy margarita at a nice restaurant. (laughs) And two, if they're going on the border, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. On the border. (laughs) Like if they're going to some (laughs) shitty place, like he could buy her a couple of drinks with that spank bank cash. That's right. It's crazy, man. I um, I I I just think I don't know. Do you think that uh, porn has affected our sex life in general? Maybe a little bit, yeah. That it has changed our our expectations for how we see sex, no. or that it has no, only really early in the game. Like you learn, you know, like like I don't expect in any time, you know. I've had an experience with a girl where they act the way that they think a guy wants because that's what he sees in porn. That's always a very negative experience. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, any of that shit. Like, that's fucking lame as fuck. Yeah. You know I mean, like, putting yeah. on the porn thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think it affects... Maybe in, in a way of, like, you know what's possible. <laughs> like, but beyond that, I don't know. Not really for me, in the, my mind. The best... What about you? I think the best uh, school... For sex is a committed relationship without question and the the best i hate to say this but the best you know sexual partners and, and my girlfriend would be at the top of that list have always been people that have come out of serious relationships oh interesting meaning you know if you've if you've just gone from one one night stand to the next you're not learning anything you're not connecting with people right master of none yeah nobody (laughs) has the sense of security enough to be like well hey if you did this a little differently like i'd like this more you know it's an you have to go through enough and also by the way i think if if someone's only been in one relationship and only gotten that person's sense of sexual preference or whatever you you could find yourself with some Seriously, weird stuff. Yeah. But if you get enough of a sample size where you get to a point with people where you're comfortable that you can kind of say, like, I like this and I like that, people create a collage, a vision yeah, board totally. of sorts, a tapestry of 
sexual tastes. Totally. That comes together. And experiences and techniques and yes. rhythm and Yeah, you find out what stuff. you're good at. You find out what people in general tend to like. Guys are pretty similar. I mean, it, 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 you know, you'll find outliers. There will be aberrations. Absolutely. However, in general, I think most men would say, you know, what the, what the last five guys liked, t- take, take the median of that. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, I'll sign up for that. 100%. And mm-hmm. like, even me, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like variety for sure. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not a like, all right, I, I don't like getting into that like sex routine. I think that like is boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll definitely mix it up. But still, any of those previous skills, like when you're with a person for a long time, you get to explore these different things as opposed to, like you said, if you're just having one night stands, you're having that first time sex all the time mm-hmm. and you're not having these. Like, and granted, you know, I'm sure that there's some combination of both, like a girl who sees a guy for a few months or whatever, but someone who's been in a long relationship definitely knows their way around. That's right. Around the bedroom. They sure do. Yeah. You know, instead like, of it, you know, it's, it, instead of it just being like, okay, I need to impress this person. Exactly. Stop showing off. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do what you want. Yeah, I think that that's really attractive too. Doing what you want. Yeah. Like, get yours. Yeah, get yours, girl. You know, play your game. Play your game. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, I got an email, or we got an email um, that is, uh, poses a pretty interesting question that I think mm, we can fun, attack. Fun times that I thought you might like. So, this is a. I think this is a great question. Dating etiquette is the subject line, and here's the question: How long into a conversation with someone who may be interested in you is it mandatory to tell them you have a significant other? Mm. Too soon, and the person may be offended. If you wait too long, you're in the wrong and kind of lying. Dude, I've always wondered about this. This is a tough one. This is a it, really tough question. It's such a like cocky dick bag move to be like, listen, I have a girlfriend, presumptuously. Because then the girl's like, I didn't, I don't care. I didn't like you. I also think the rules are very different for men and for women in this question. Interesting. Um, Elaborate. Well, like you just said, if a girl is talking to you, and you were to just come out and say that, that's insulting and cocky totally. a lot of the time. Totally. Right? I've made friendships awkward because I jumped the gun with it. Yeah. But at the same time, if you wait for them to get to the point where they're all of a sudden like touching your leg or something, and then you react and say that, have you led them on too far that they felt comfortable touching right. your leg? Right. Should you have said something earlier? I think at coming from a guy's perspective, there's a classier way where you can insert your relationship into the conversation without it being a whoa back off moment. You mentioned the girlfriend. Yeah. Well, that's so funny that you say that my girlfriend and I were actually at the movies last week and then like you're fine. Totally. But even that requires a degree of finesse though, because there's a way to do that. That's the same as sorry, I have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. There's a way to say it's funny. My girlfriend that is the same. As yeah. sorry, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, dude, I've messed up friendship, like like acquaintances, because of this. Like, there's this girl who I forget how I met her originally. Must have been at a comedy show or something. I used to see her at the gym all the time, mm. and we're fine. Like, we're definitely still friends. It's definitely fine. But like, there was definitely a moment where it clearly got awkward because she's like, "We should get coffee sometime," and I texted her back, and I was like, "I probably don't even need to say this, but like, just you know, like I have a girlfriend," and then she's like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course, like I have a boyfriend," uh-huh. and like. Then every single time I've seen her since then, she asked me about my girlfriend. Like, and it's just like awkward as fuck and mm-hmm. weird. And I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, this is stupid. You know, and you don't know if you, you never know what people's intentions were. Right. And you, you know, like you may have misread that, but you also may have not misread it. Totally. it. It may have been that she only responded that she had a boyfriend and he wasn't like a totally real boyfriend yet. 
Totally. And that if you guys had gotten coffee, she would have been happy to go then follow that up with drinks and one thing leads to another and, right. and she's getting, you know, what she had hoped for. Totally. Uh, she also worked next door to where I live too. Like yeah. I was running into her all the time. In in your defense, it is always right and true to err on the side of caution. Absolutely. To side with your relationship. Better to lose the friend than the girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You know, dude. girlfriend takes precedent there. I think that that's absolutely the case there, man. So I think, yeah, I think our, our actual concrete answer to that is what you said, which is you try to insert it in a, in a way that, that makes them still comfortable answers any question that might not be addressed without being offensive or presumptuous. All right. Just in case that's, that's coming from the guy's perspective, right? Let's flip the table here for cool. a second. Because when I was younger and single in New York, I went out with two of my buddies on a triple date with wow. these three Swedish girls. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh, a very fancy kind of like hotel restaurant in the Lower East Side. One of those cool hip hotels. Right. Like in the Rivington or something? Yeah. I don't even know what it was. Gotcha. They, they, had a, they had a really nice restaurant. You know, $18 cocktails. We order for everybody. It's expensive. We're having a great time. And, you know, these we're, we're, our table, it's like the table is integrated. Boy, girl, boy, girl. Love it. You know, and everybody's flirting. It's great. Uh, the bill comes. The guys pay. There's no movement or even offer from the girls to be like, should we split? You know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. it's fine. Then we go to a, a nightclub, but it's like more of like a lounge, mm -hmm. super hip place. It was called uh, Paul's Baby Grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very hip. Yeah. Chloe Savigny is like a part owner. Yeah. She's super in the scene and in the mix. And it's a good like, little spot. You got to show up. The doorman evaluates you. And, you know, his ideal customer is like a 72 year old gay Jamaican man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, carrying a little poodle or something and, and we, you know we've got these three swedish girls with us and so we're we're allowed in and we we ended up having a great time and we're in there and we're dancing and now i'm like three hundred dollars into this night yeah because i'm buying drinks and drinks at that place are like twenty dollars yeah for like a vodka soda and at some point i was like you know make let me give it your number or fucking i don't know maybe i was like we should go out sometime. And the girl was like, well, I have a boyfriend. And I was annoyed. That's really annoying. I was annoyed. I mean, that's just clearly a violation of what's the way to approach that. I'm not annoyed that she has a boyfriend. I'm annoyed that we were on a fucking Triple date. date. And your girl was the one with the boyfriend. For hours. Hours and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Where I didn't know. Right. Do I have a, a right to know? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, mean, I don't know if it's a European thing or something, but like picking up the bill like that extravagantly when it's not a date just seems like overkill. Because I started, I started, I don't have the ability to like, just be like, well, you got me this time. Well played. I, I wouldn't do that. Either. I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, oh, you like confronted her? I was like, yeah. What, you know, at what point? Did you not see what I, where my head was at? Like, how could we have been so far apart on this? You know, I'm sorry, but like, you, you basically, you led me to believe that, that whatever, that you I were you were encouraging her. my advances and like, right. you know, all this. And she, and then she went into this thing of like, what, can we not just be friends out on a date or like out to dinner with friends? Is there anything? Why right, is it right, weird right, for us right, to be right, friends? Right, and I'm like, well, maybe in your fucking fake model world right. where like, you know, promoters take you and, and they're all your right, right 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 you all just use each other right right so i i get maybe that's the world you're coming from but the world i coming from like you you take someone out to dinner you, you you have an honest conversation there's a little bit of a you know by the way for the record if she had dropped the boyfriend thing into the conversation earlier in the night we would have had more fun right the night would have continued with that understanding. We would have gone to the nightclub still. We would have danced. Totally. I would have been happy to pay for shit. But at least I would have known where I stood. That's true. That's true. Probably the same outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, 100%. What, like, 
you guys go to dinner with three girls and suddenly the old girl with the boyfriend is paying but the other two aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course you're still in the pain. I'm not going to hear that news at 8.30 and be like, wait a minute, really? Bye. Yeah. And just fuck <laughs> off to some place where single people hang out. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I don't know. <laughs> that was... That's an extreme That's an extreme example. But I think that even the other way around, like I think there's a little more leeway to get away with it as a girl. Is that possible? That's what I'm saying, too. Because you can be like, yeah, I don't know. It's easy to pull that card. That like, what, I was just being nice. What, I can't have friends? Da, yeah. Da, da. But he's nice. I didn't know he liked me. I don't know. Yeah. That dude, seems like a my buddies were mad at me for making any sort of point about it whatsoever. They yeah. were like, dude, they played the game. What's what's wrong? Why are you mad? You're mad. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. 100%. And I'm like, that actually is totally fair. That applies. If I were a hot Swedish chick, I don't know if I would do anything differently. I would ride the stupid expectations and the the horny, you know, eagerness of New York single males to get as many free dinners as I possibly could in my very tight leather jacket. Absolutely. That's what I would do. And uh, your bird dog's pants. And my bird dog's pants <laughs> as a hot Swedish chick. Yeah. No, we do love the uh, the bird dog's pants. You How are you feeling about dogs. your BDs? Dude, I love them. They're fucking unbelievably comfortable, versatile, nice and cool. Don't wear underwear. Yeah. There's something nice about like wear like free balling it in a way that doesn't make you a degenerate. Yeah. You know? I, I threw <laughs> yeah. out my entire underwear drawer and made space for um my drugs and stuff. <laughs> that's what that that's what's in there now. Cause dude, it's true. Like not wearing underwear is just like means you don't have control of your life usually. For the most part, but when yeah. you have silk lining, silk underwear built into your pants, it's really a, a big step up. It keeps you locked and loaded and ready to pay for all those dinners that you shouldn't be paying for. <laughs> it's true, but dude. It was great. I mean, obviously, like the shorts were like an obvious thing, but I'm impressed that like the pants are now a thing on the table. Yeah, I'm, like, the, I'm, the bird dogs pants really are versatile. That's where I would go if I were you guys, and and, and in order to find them, you can go to birddogs.com. Use promo code OOPS name of our podcast correct. and you will get a free pair of nunchucks with your first order to right. fight off all those bad swedish vibes <laughs> but also you can take that and when the swedish girl tells you i have a boyfriend you can fight him with the nunchucks bingo and take his girlfriend from him and then you'd be like do you really want to stay with a guy who got beaten up by some pant nunchucks <laughs> what a loser and she's gonna be like i guess not exactly and, and you're like you know, this girl who likes traditional roles where you're paying for things, what's more traditional than having to fight a man in the wild <laughs> to mate? <laughs> Does it get more traditional than that? Fantastic. Come on. Uh, birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. Get there now. You'll, uh, you won't be sorry. Thanks. I love it. So, dude, I have a question. Um, did you ever have a friend as a kid who, like, lied about, like, knowing celebrities? I, I was that kid. <laughs> But you did know them. You were friends with Harrison I knew Ford. some of the ones that I said I knew. When I, <laughs> when I came back from summer vacation, the year that I had hung out with Harrison Ford, and everyone was so impressed by that, the, I was like, well, the, I need a new celebrity next summer. That's hilarious. And I remember even in fourth grade, I knew that to, I needed to make it somebody who was kind of esoteric enough that people wouldn't question it. Right. And I came back and was like, this summer I met Joey from Friends and Shania Twain. What the fuck? I'm 100% serious. That's crazy. And people were like, that doesn't line up. And you're like, well, I know Harrison Ford. And they're like, that is true. I had the pictures with Harrison Ford, which I showed everyone that that's what caused them to buy in. But I didn't have pictures with Joey from Friends. Or Shania Twain. It's too bad that you were too young to use that to get laid, too. I know. You were like 10, right? You are like 9? Well, the getting laid equivalent back then was, you know, getting getting the Valentine card from <laughs> a girl that was like not in your immediate homeroom. <laughs> you know, because everyone in my immediate homeroom, if you were going to give Valentine's cards to anyone, you had to give them to everyone in your homeroom. But you were allowed to give individuals out to the satellite homerooms. Right. And if you would get that kind of cross-pollination, you knew it was on. That's true. And you used your best Valentine for that too, like the Mickey Mouse. Like, yeah. you know, 
use your if you're sending it if you're exporting it to another class mighty morphin I mean, power valentine totally emotional shipping costs yeah sending it to other rooms. there was a girl it was a girl who was really wealthy in ours in our class uh uh i know i, I want to say her name because it's so unique but i guess i can't um and i hope she's doing really well but her family's from ukraine okay and none of us knew where that was mm. but they had so much money and um she everything they did was just like 10x right you know and i remember like for christmas i went to the type of school where like uh, the kids would bring in a present for the homeroom teacher oh yeah nice and my family you know be like a book or whatever this girl brought bob only that's his real name our homeroom teacher a full wicker picnic basket with like (laughs) sets of plates utensils oh nice i mean it picnic tablecloths everything it was so elaborate <laughs> and we were all like god almighty you're making us feel like shit here <laughs> wicker picnic that's but, so random but at valentine's day she was in my homeroom and her valentine's came with like a full grab bag of chocolate oh that's amazing and that's when you were like this is it's this nice is to be deal adjacent to this person that's fantastic that's great well i was thinking about this because i had a friend in high school who who same thing she was she told us so i lived in a part of of connecticut especially when i was in high school where like um there's just no access to these people Mm -hmm. you know like if you saw any recognizable person it was crazy Mm -hmm. like we saw tate george who was on like the Yukon's Yukon basketball. He never really even played in the nba Mm. and you'd see tate george be like i saw tate george and people would like think that was crazy Okay, so this girl who went to another high school, she said that she worked in this Carnegie something charity thing and she met Wyclef. Wow. So for like months, she's like, I know Wyclef. And we all were like, you don't know fucking know Wyclef. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I know Wyclef. And no one believed it. Everyone talked behind her back about how it was a lie. And this is like before iPhone. So like she didn't have pictures of them. Like she just knew Wyclef supposedly, but like we all knew that was a complete lie. Mm-hmm. So then one day she's like, guys, like we got a hotel. I got a hotel or Wyclef is getting me a hotel like in New Haven. Like, would you guys come to hang out with me and Wyclef? And we're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Wyclef's getting you a hotel. We're like, so then she's like, guys, we got the hotel and like Wyclef might actually come. And we're like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, cool. So we all go to this hotel. We're just sitting there like waiting. All of a sudden the doorbell rings. It's fucking Wyclef. Oh my God. <laughs> with a bottle of champagne. And we're like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like is this even actually Wyclef? Egg like, on our face. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then, like, I remember being so cringy, like, talking to him and being like, oh, like, you got to go back. You got to fight early tomorrow morning. Oh, you better get in a good night's sleep. Just, like, <laughs> trying to, like, converse with this celebrity. Do you drink tea with honey to keep your voice okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Like, so cringy. But it was crazy how, like, she actually fucking knew him. Well... All right, I have a lot of questions. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's um, really sketchy. Did I just first of all implicate him in a were crime? Were you in high school? Yes. And it is weird that he brought a bottle of champagne to a hotel room that he got for a girl in high school. And even we were, she might have been eighteen, but it's still it's still alcohol. So what? Well, I mean, every part of that just feels a little ooh, not. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, there's definitely question marks. I'm not trying to, you know. But it also, what, let me ask you this. Yeah, why in any trouble? Do you recall him being surprised or on board with the fact that she had brought a bunch of friends? I think he expected us to be like turning up and having a hotel party. Instead, we were just sitting there in silence waiting for him to arrive. Okay, but he either way, he knew that she was bringing other people. Yes, he knew she was bringing friends and he seemed disappointed at how lame we were. Okay. Well, I guess my point is it would be worse if he was disappointed to find that she was not alone. Yeah, no, he expected us to all be there. Okay. So that's good. I don't know, man. And also, that's... you know, I, yeah, I'm not trying, you know, there's, there's two, it's too ambiguous of a story. I'm not trying to like throw Wyclef under the bus, but like, uh, you know, I don't know if there was any foul play or whatever going on, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I mean, un- <laughs> that's just, unfortunately that does affect my view of Wyclef. <laughs> I, I love Wyclef. I know him to be more than a musician. He's, you know, an ambassador for Haiti. He he would have right. won the Haitian presidential election in a landslide, but was not allowed to run for right. these bullshit 
bureaucratic reasons that he'd lived in America for too long and no longer, you know, held a, a strong enough citizenship or some bullshit. But he's beloved there, um, and his music is is transcendent. It's 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 gonna last for generations. And you know, he's he's a philosopher, and to hear that he was just the guy bringing like a single bottle of champagne to a ho- high a hotel room of high school students in in <laughs> New Haven, Connecticut. Makes me a bit um, <laughs> a bit uneasy. <laughs> I don't love that. I don't oh love boy. that. Oh god! But you know, to your point about lying about uh, about lying about knowing, knowing celebrities. celebrities. Yeah, I mean, I lied. I lied a lot as a kid, and that's just another thing you grow out of. Yeah, yeah. You get caught in a few, and you're like, oh, the credit that I got for the lie, the lies in the past, is not worth losing my credibility as a person right 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 no 100 percent. and i think also like when you're in high school especially like you know these kids from new york city like i remember knowing like hearing about how many celebrities they just all knew their families knew like yeah their name like that like blew my mind when i like first found out about that but before like when i was a kid or whatever nobody knew anybody no you know there was like there was in my town there was this one guy who was like the rich guy in town he like had a house near the river and like you know, in the scheme of things, that guy probably wasn't rich at all. You know what I mean? Like, right. you live in your bubble. So, like, hearing about these celebrities and shit, it just seemed so not real. Like, I I had a sniff factor for it to the point where it was so unlikely that I didn't even believe this girl who's completely telling the truth. Mm. You know what I mean? So, it's like That's an interesting odd. thing. Yeah, and you're from Connecticut, which is close enough to New York City that... It's not so unheard of. True, but far enough that it was. Also. Maine, dude, we didn't yeah, have right. That's anybody. I mean, nobody got lost up in Maine. Like, right. Well, I mean, all, didn't the bushes go up there and stuff? Yeah, but they had they would fly in on their own helicopters right. and like to their armored compound. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Anybody coming in and out of there wasn't you know weren't you weren't running into them at the lobster or like Walgreens shack. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> That's true. So, um, but dude, my my dad um, is a professor. Yes, and he was saying. So I don't know how school is going for everybody, but he has these like Zoom classes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in the more, he said that he has an eight a.m. class, and that like he literally saw one girl in the class just get in bed and put the blanket over her head. <laughs> and, and I was like, "How'd you feel about that?" He's like, "She's right." He's like, "It's too early." So he's seeing. He can see the other side. Yeah. You can see them. I guess it's like there's grid of them and shit. It must be a nightmare. He's like, dude, there's all these technical problems and yeah. this and that. And I wonder, you know, how everyone's college experience is going if you're taking school, if you're doing school remotely. Because I know some places are not doing it remotely, right? Well, I I, I think it's or it's all over the place. Yeah. I, I think you get these, you get some places where the students are on campus, but they're not allowed to go to classrooms. Right. So they're doing remote classes from their own dorms. And that seems really shitty. Yeah, it's crazy. But then I don't know if that would that might be better than taking classes from your parents' home, like being home with your parents and trying to. Right, right. All of it is to say, if nothing else, this moment in time has taught us that learning in person actually still has value. Totally. Because for a long time, I had assumed that you know who is a liberal arts education worth it anymore. You know, I remember going to school and, and, and a lot of my friends were skipping a lot of their classes and the lectures. It's like, it's all online. It's all online. What's the point? And it's like, well, now that it's all online and it has to be, it's way worse. Totally. I've talked to people that have younger children who have four to eight year olds, getting them to sit through their, you know, a, a basic arithmetic math Must be class terrible. is impossible yeah why how can you explain to a six-year-old that they need to finish this lesson on you know reading or on basic shit when they're one web tab away from playing a game right and if you don't sit over their shoulder and supervise them they're gonna know how to find that distraction totally and dude, it's true it's a good point though i mean like you said now that it's only online everyone hates it and when you had to go at every class everyone hated it why like it shows that a combination of both is maybe the most effective effective method to have people in class and engaged consistently mm-hmm. if they can do the lectures online and then go to the discussions like that seems like it could work right you know right the future of education potentially i got in trouble um 
with someone in academia on Twitter. I wrote a joke. Uh, well, actually, I wrote a blog talking about how you can improve your standing in your grandparents' will. <laughs> Five easy ways to improve your standing in your grandparents' will. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. This is, you know, obviously I'm fucking kidding. Yeah. Uh, having said that, times are tough. People's finances are tightening up. A uh, lot of grandparents dying. Seems like an opportune moment to, you know, <laughs> improve your stock. It's you versus your cousins, you know, edge them out for the car, whatever. I don't know. You've got a little time left, like do what you can. Um, so I wrote this blog and some woman who uh, was on Twitter and she's got, you know, like all of her credits in her fucking bio. She's like PhD in epidemiology. And then it's like, you know, she, her, and uh, she's got her pronouns and she's got all this stuff. She's very serious. She wrote like, this is sick. She, She sort of quote tweeted the link to my blog and she was like, this is really twisted and disgusting. And she goes, it's trash. And that's what pissed me off because it was actually very well written. Um, and, uh, and then she, and then she subtweeted herself and said, by the way, in case anyone was wondering, here's the author making jokes about sponge baths because I had written as, you know, the precursor to my tweet link, like, uh, let's hope that all those sponge baths pay off. (laughs) clearly a joke and she was like here he is making jokes about sponge baths and it's like that was so funny to me that she was gonna try to draw attention to my insensitivity by saying he's making disgusting sponge bath jokes right Right? like that's the most innocent thing to be joking about like that's the best you can do lady where are we (laughs) where are we right now that that's the problem i know that's crazy you know it's crazy. I love it. Dude, that's great. Yeah, it's such an insane thing. And also, like, I remember just laughing so much seeing that that was what she chose. I know. I was just like, that is crazy. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, sponge bath. It's funny to me that they think they're going to rally people to their cause, that they're doing God's work. You yeah. know, that, that this is the crusade. I'm a leader of it. Let's, let's get attention to the... Let's... let's Root out the evil in the world. Yeah. Here's a guy writing about his giving his grandparents sponge baths so he can improve his standing their will. Like, what a sicko. You know, he needs to be found out. <laughs> Look at this. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not the problem. I, I'm not not the problem, but I'm not the top of the problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, don't start with me. Start yeah. with the clan. That's, start with the clan. Dude, it's so funny. And work your I, way down I to don't sponge bath joker. You know how what I mean? Does, how do people do like mistake that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, she wouldn't have done that with a the, with an onion article. Like, doesn't she know that your your angle is that you're kidding? Like, how is that not unbelievably obvious? I just don't know, dude, because Trump got duped by that set satirical news outlet as well. Right. He retweeted that thing saying that, you know, the New York Post had like or Twitter had removed the Biden New York Post article, and it was like this right-wing onion satirical oh. news thing, and he retweeted it, and it was like, does anyone know he's kidding? The people, does he know that they're kidding? Right, right. Oh, yeah, I guess tone if sometimes is hard don't, to... Yeah, if you don't look closely, I've I've gotten in trouble for this a little. Not trouble, but like I've... One time I was writing a blog at Barstool where the story was about how Walmart had, or maybe it was Kmart, had placed ethnic hair products so shampoo for people of color uh behind locked glass and that the generic or like you know head and shoulders shampoo was just out in the open and it was meant to be like uh you know it's racist that they would place these ethnic hair products behind locked but the other ones are not and uh i just like wrote a blog about it and i was including tweets from both sides of the argument Mm -hmm. and some people were saying well if these are the products that are stolen the most often uh it stands to reason that they would put them behind locked glass in the same way they've got they've got video games behind locked glass because those are stolen so like i was like well Mm -hmm. okay i kind of get that but then at the same time they should probably just put all the hair products behind locked glass whatever i get it It does feel a little bit like racial profiling Mm -hmm. in including tweet responses to this story I 
quickly included one from a guy who was like making a joke about the thing. And this guy, without me knowing it, it turned out he was a white supremacist. Gotcha. And had I dug into his tweets and his bio, I would have seen, whoa, don't don't shine a light on this guy. Don't bring him into it, right? Right. Um, but all I did was I was just I was just copying and pasting right. the tweet replies from right. the original thing. Right. And so I included this, and then a guy, a writer at Deadspin, uh, reached out to me and was like, I'm writing an article about the fact that you included this white supremacist's tweet in your article. My questions for you are, why did you choose to do this, et cetera? So he's working on his hit piece. Mm-hmm. And I started going back and forth with him saying, like, you know, um, I think that this is an interesting topic. Why don't we meet for lunch to talk about it? Did you? He said, I will take my answer via email. Thank you. And I said, I actually find that when issues are this sensitive, it helps to meet in person. You know, the, 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 the power of, of discourse is, is, is helpful in bringing people together. Like, how about this place? Mm-hmm. And then he again refused with a very curt answer. <laughs> and we started going. We both knew where the other side stood. Right. He was trying to back me into a corner. He was trying to force me to be like, no comment. So that in his article, he could write, I respond. I reached out to Francis for comment. Right. And he said, no, nothing. Right. Instead, I'm like, let's talk, let's meet, let's talk. And I was like, I would think any journalist who worth their salt would want to meet with a source for their own article. And so I'm not giving an inch and mm-hmm. I'm actually giving responses that he can't use because they will make him look bad. For writing the article. In the right. end, he didn't write the article. And then I wrote a satirical blog about the entire exchange saying a Deadspin writer was trying to write a hit piece about me but I was trying to date him and we both lost. That's hilarious. Did he get, did he see it? He must have because it went, it went viral. It like blew up. <laughs> it was probably one of the best pieces that I wrote while I was there. That's great. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. But of course then, you know, he was one of the first people to write about me when I got fired. So, Ooh, really? Probably. He probably won mm, in the end. Damn. He was just waiting for that. Yeah. He's over at uh, he's over at this new place, Defector Meter Media. All these um, all the Deadspin writers. You know about Deadspin? Oh, like I've heard of it, but yeah, they started their own new thing. Um, which I, I have no idea how it's doing. It's all behind a, a paywall, though. So mm. I'm very curious about like the new the new media outlets and and how they're doing and what the new like is everything going the way of Patreon? Is everything going the way of like pay five dollars a month and you'll get this? I don't know. Yeah. Not us yet. No, we're happy where we are. <laughs> Keeping it open and available. Good shit. Um, oh, man. I have one more thought for you. I know I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. Right. Hit, hit us. Hit us. So the dog wasn't feeling well. Your dog. Yeah. Kojai. Mm. He, I actually I wanted to ask you about your weekend also. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, so tell well, us Well, this about, is part of it. He wasn't hear. feeling well and he started throwing up. That's very sad. Poor little boy. Yeah, what? I mean, whatever. You know, <laughs> dogs throw up. Right. They just eat bad shit and then they throw it up. Right. Fair. My girlfriend, her response to this was to cook him rice and chicken. Yeah, isn't that what you do? For humans. I think for dogs, too. Come on. That's what I've heard. You're supposed- this dog has been eating the same kibble for 49 human years. <laughs> He's been fine on it. He's going to come out of whatever's wrong with his stomach eating the same food. He's been sick before. He's sick again. Keep it moving. Do we really? She, do we? So. I have heard of this, though. Before. This is why we got in trouble. I went into the fridge one day. She's gone. I see rice and chicken in there, <laughs> and I eat it. I'm like, perfect, just what I want. Plain protein with some decent lean carbs. Dog saliva. <laughs> I come back, and she's like, did you eat Kojai's food? And I'm like, no, I didn't eat his fucking dog food. <laughs> I would never do that. She's like, did you eat his rice and chicken? And I was like, that was his? <laughs> She was like, yeah, I, boi- I boiled the chicken yeah. for him. And I was like, well, it was a little wet. I-, I thought it was a little bland. Which funny, wet boiled chicken is the healthiest way you can eat it. Is that right? As a human, too. There's nothing in it. It's boiled. There's no salt. There's it no was so tasteless. 
I remember yeah. thinking, God, she really dropped the ball on this rice and chip. <laughs> it was like bright white, rubbery, boiled chicken. But I will say, boiled to perfection. It was boiled <laughs> hey, through. Hey. Was... Dude, that's great. So you got in trouble for that. Yeah, she sous vide it without the bag, you know? <laughs> so I got in a little bit of trouble. We had to remake him as fucking human food. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's I... just eating that side eye you, you little fucking shit. <laughs> Got me in trouble. He's just getting you in trouble, dude. Just fucking eating yeah. chicken and rice. He's, he's feeling better now. He's doing fine now. He came out of it, but... Uh... Dude, I'm always fascinated by what dogs like. Like It's funny that they like stuff. And their food is always hilarious. It's like yeah. pigeon and turkey mix. Yeah. It's like this crazy... And there's just like a picture of a pheasant on the cover. And like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like crazy that they fucking eat. So like anytime a dog's eating anything, I'm so fascinated. Wild boar, you silly kibble. Yeah. And they get excited for certain foods too. Like it's crazy, dude. When I was growing up, dogs we would great. celebrate the dog's birthdays by giving them special oh, nice. food. That's and we would nice. actually get these like dog ice cream cakes. And then we would get the cans of wet dog food, which we never gave them. You know, that stuff that comes out with the... Oh, it smells terrible. Oh, it's so bad. Dude, I caught one of my friends eating that. <laughs> Dude, this is like a hot girl, too. She, she was... Like, her dog was eating that food off the ground. And I watched her pick up the plate and start eating it with her hand. Why? I don't know. What do you mean? And this, and like a few weeks later, she'd been like, yeah, like I like his food too. And I was like, oh. dude, literally, I can't think of something grosser. Oh. Yeah. Eating dog food. I was hoping you Wet were going to say she was food. super hopped up on some kind of drug. Just, she, just hungry. Maybe she just, maybe she seems like the type of person who might like try not to eat and maybe it had gone too far and she mm -hmm. was just like, it was available in there and she just started fucking eating it. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Oh, dude, really gross. Yeah, we we used to as soon as we the the problem was for our our dogs growing up, Waggy, Sparkle, Gypsy. Uh, whenever we would start singing them Happy Birthday, they would go bananas because they knew they knew. But then when we would sing Happy Birthday for the humans, they didn't know that it wasn't uh, for them, uh, and so we would have to make them some kind of side cake. <laughs> so so they suddenly... chilled out. Dude, fucking dogs. Every man. birthday was celebrated for both dogs and humans alike. It's crazy. And it's it's actually funny. This is maybe a whole greater conversation that we don't have time for today. But it's amazing how you set your expectations based on another person's behavior. If you're shitty yeah. enough of a person, the people in your life will still will work around your terrible personality. It's true. It almost gives you no incentive to be a good guy. Because people likes <laughs> people like so much more the story of the guy who was shitty who then became good mm -hmm. than the guy who was just good the whole time. Maybe, we love a story maybe, of redemption. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I agree to a point. Um, I agree to a point because I still think that people do appreciate people who are good all the way through. Yes, but it's frustrating. It seems like so much hard work. We're friends of mine who have terrible personalities. I'm constantly like work trying to accommodate them, trying to make them comfortable. You know what I mean? Trying to make mm -hmm. it so they. Mm -hmm. What about what about me, bro? I've always wondered about. <sighs> what about me? Dog? I've always wondered about somebody who. Okay, so this works in two ways. The the first is somebody who uh, kicks a drug or alcohol addiction, right, and is six weeks a year sober, right, and and everyone's so proud of. Them, yeah, of course. Right, and that's amazing. Uh, but does that wear off? Where if people stop crediting you you are are feel bummed out that you're not getting appreciated for that fight that will continue because as they say you're always an addict of course of course but then it can be that kind of thing where like you know there's two siblings and mm -hmm. one sibling is troubled so troubled and then they get it together and they get all this praise and they get all this but the kid who was just good the whole time falls by the wayside and gets yeah. no attention okay and that's unfair well, I'm saying, yeah, and, and so so to continue that thought, it's like, all right, so somebody who loses, you know, 70 pounds, in the wake of that, they're going to be hearing, oh, my God, you look incredible. You look great, you look great, like, right. what have you done? Have you lost weight? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost oh, good for you. And when that wears off, because you're just now your new body type going forward, 
is there a drop off? Do you miss that praise, that affirmation? Yeah, like and maybe. might yeah, it right. even trigger you to start eating again? I don't know. Right. I don't know if I would go that far, but interesting things yeah. to explore. Well, we're Oops the Podcast. Uh, thanks so much. Please continue to send your submissions via email to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM them to us. Uh, follow our YouTube channel, Oops the Podcast. Buy some of our merch. It's comfortable. It's perfect for the cooler days. Uh, oopsthepodcast.com is where you can find that. I'm Francis at Francis C.C. Ellis on Instagram. He's not Julio with a J. That's Julio. We will see you soon. Thanks for joining us.